I didn't get an answer, but are there more kids on the way? I, as, I'll give you a solid answer. It's already started. Okay, you start once you walk in, right? Is it going? Yeah. You're the lucky one. Usually we start before people walk in. Nice. Well, I'm Howie Mandel. This is Howie Mandel Does Stuff. I'm Jacqueline Schultz, his daughter. And I can't tell you how excited I am about today because I have somebody who uh, I admire, who uh, is a, a friend that I don't get to see uh, hardly. But uh, not only is he a friend, but he is a comedian. He is a producer. He is an entrepreneur. He is a writer. He is a musician. He is a manager. He is a businessman and an entrepreneur. He's Mr. Incredible. <laughs> <I'll> Incredible. <take. laughs> but that's what you call your company. Nick yeah. Cannon, ladies and gentlemen. I am here. This yeah. is, I mean, I'm so impressed by your facility and, and the, the kingdom that Mandel has built. This I'm an is, old guy who has a lot of stuff. He's it's trying like to be like wars. you. I saw your your studio. That yeah. was crazy. Yeah, but I mean, this is this is right there. I, I don't have like like virtue reality in my in my space. This is like this is pretty awesome. But yeah, I got like stuff like nurseries and stuff. In you my, have a playroom <laughs> for yeah. your kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's another thing. When uh, when Nick is is not in production, he's in reproduction. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm still in that. I still, are we? Are, are, I love it. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm taking that line. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna use that way. <laughs> it's not even a line. It's just it's the, the reality. <laughs> are, are you done? Uh, I, I, I get. Yeah, but see, this is the thing. I don't. That's not say, a real. Yeah, I don't want to say yeah, and then like some. You know, it's it, reproductive. It's just, it could happen at any time. Yeah, <laughs> but but is there, I will, uh, first of all, thank you for being here today. I, no as problem. busy, I mentioned the, all the, the, uh, the, you are probably the busiest person in the world as yeah. far as business and, and other things, out, even outside of show business. And I thought, okay, he said he's going to do it, and then something's going to come up and he's going to pull out. And then I thought, Nick Cannon doesn't pull out. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. You can use that one too. I, thanks. Uh, okay, I've heard that one before. <laughs> okay. But so that's my question. My question is, Hey, listen, you're a young single guy yeah. who has opportunities. <laughs> this is right. So is there not a, you know, and, and I saw you pull up, we were out in the parking lot today and he, had, he pulled up in the most amazing incredible vehicle <laughs> that uh i know he, he's somebody sponsored you for toyota you got a truck but then yeah. you took their toyota yeah i couldn't just drive a regular toyota so i had to Did turn you see it into it? the incredible no. tundra so. it's, it's an incredible tundra you have never seen it i don't know we'll get, take a picture of it and we'll put it up if you're watching this on youtube uh, can we take a yeah, picture yeah, of, of course yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so we'll take a picture somebody will go out there and take a picture of it and car put it seats in the back and everything car seat <laughs> oh yeah, yeah you know there's one seat only well because well, the booster from my older kids but I, you know I, I he's got car seats so he pulls up in this most amazing uh I can't, I can't even describe it. It's like Mad Max of this millennium, right? And he opens it. It's like the coolest truck you ever saw. Mm -hmm. It is like a... Um, anyway, you open the door. There's a car seat. There's a booster and a bunny suit. Yeah, yeah. A bunny suit? It's Easter. Oh. <laughs> Making my rounds. Really? Yeah. For you? Of course. <laughs> I, I I was the Easter Bunny this morning. I'll be the Easter Bunny this afternoon before my flight, and then I just you know, of course Sunday. I you know I got it. So there's all the pre-Easter stuff, and then uh -huh. and the après yeah. Easter stuff. He goes. He's got twelve. Yeah, he's got so twelve visitations. Got a lot of hopping to do. We only have two, and my husband has not become the Easter Bunny for either of them. Uh, so he needs to step up his game. There's not also, only that, and and how? What is the um, circumference? Of, <laughs> do you have babies on the East Coast too? Uh well, uh, my oldest they travel just as much as I do. They're they're busier than I am when they're traveling. With, yeah, yeah, with, yeah. So, but other than them, everybody and they're right. Like currently, they're on the West Coast, so everybody's out here. So that's good for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the mileage. So, so he travels. He does that. So that's kind of. It was kind of funny to see. But yeah. let me ask you. All kidding aside. Yes. No pun intended. Kidding. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, do, do you like? At a certain point, I just know I have I have three kids and two yeah. grandkids. That's a lot of responsibility. And oh, I know that you take yeah. responsibility and you want to be there for them and you want to support them. I'm not talking 100%. about money. I'm talking yeah. about... So there's got to be a point when you go, I just can't... I just can't 
Have you ever heard me say, I just can't? <laughs> I'm not a can't guy. And I, really? I, I embrace challenges. I embrace, you know, it's uh, it's funny because I get why the outside looking in is like, that doesn't make sense. How can he, how can one person do all of that? But it's the same thing when people say that about, you know, all of the, the, the multiple things that I do in my life anyway. So I was like, I think I'm a man of abundance and, and it's just, I have so much to, to give. And even of course, everything gets challenging, you know, but the fact that I get to see, you know, all of my children in one day and spend time with them each and every day when I'm in town, and even when I'm not in town, I take them with me. And, you know, so it's a, I, I love the challenge. I'm at, at, at a point in my life where I can dedicate my entire existence to them, even when I'm working. I mean, it's all to to benefit my children. So it's, it's to me, I don't see it as an issue because. Well, maybe now, now, it's, not, yeah, yeah. now it's not an issue, but the, what I'm saying is you're, are you dating? That is an issue that gets, <laughs> that gets difficult because it's like, I mean, even if I did have the time, it's all about bandwidth. But even if I did have the so-called space, I feel so guilty being with someone that I was like, I could be spending this time with my kids instead of trying to get, getting to know this stranger. So it's used. I, I haven't met any new people in my life in years. Uh, Is that true? Yeah. yeah. You, so you don't, but I just think being Nick Cannon and being on the street and being on tour with like, wow, well, yeah, now you yeah. don't, there's nobody that comes into your life that you go, Oh my God. I that, mean, you're, you're a young, healthy man who sees, uh, you know, somebody attractive. You don't want to yeah, go out I with think them. It's the significance of like, I just, it's, it's the amount of time because even you can admire someone and, but it's like to actually build real rapport, you need time. And that's something that I feel like I don't have because that's time I should be either focusing on work or focusing on my kids and those. And so like, you know, like I'm trying to think the last time I went on a date might've been like a year or two ago. Okay. So even that, yeah, yeah, yeah. a year or two ago, but you have, you've been, <laughs> I got younger children though, right? Right. <laughs> But that's what I'm saying. So I'm saying at that point, even at that point, if you should uh, be, uh, I'm using the term lucky enough yeah. to consummate the date, to uh, have a happy ending <laughs> right, right. to your evening, um, is there any thought to, uh, you know. I'm always intrigued with what's going through their minds. Like, like, <laughs> like I know what my focus is. I mean, like, I wonder, because you never know. That's the other thing that's really scary because- there are a lot of people out here who just see things as, you know, as a superficial opportunity or, you know, like, is it know, a superficial opportunity? Is it, it's a well, real opportunity say, for somebody. No, but I mean, that's, that's to me, that's a concept of superficiality. Like if right. you know, if I probably shouldn't really be around you, if the only, th if you think it's just a, a come up to, you know, get pregnant by me, like those, I try to stay away from, like I've seen those type of people, or, and, and even in jest, is like, people are like, oh, I wanna be your next baby mama, but it's like, I feel like that's a lot of joking, but in, if I'm really trying to get to know someone, I would think that we'd be a little bit more evolved. In, well, because you've also been really open about taking care of your children and the women yeah. in their lives what's and their my, mothers. What's so, mine is theirs. So I'm, curious if now knowing that and that's been published and how much you're giving to them if more women have come forward like all right yeah but it's easy to kind of weed those situations out or what i'm saying like one because i'm not looking so it's yeah. like so even if someone gets my attention i'm probably done the due diligence to know that this person is a high valued uh individual that really isn't really concerned with monetary gain and so i mean you know it, but you never know some people slip through the cracks do you ever think about the fact? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's you that been yeah, slipping yeah. through the cracks. I was, I was just setting you up, lobbing it up there for you. But uh, the other thing is, I heard you on the radio the other day, and you were talking about how you don't have to pay, or you don't consider it, or it isn't uh, uh, child uh, support. That's it. <laughs> uh, you know, and then what somebody wants, they get. Yeah. Well, I even, even a bigger concept is like, what's mine is theirs. Eh? Like my, my account or your account or even the same. I feel like, and again, I no offense to anyone who is within the system, but that system is set up by the government to help monitor how you take care of your ch children. I want to give 
everything to my children. So like I, w- I, I would give above and beyond and continue to give above and beyond than what the government is like making you give like the bare minimum. Like they know the percentages of like, if you make this, you got to give this. And like it's, it's all yours. Like, I don't. Does it bother you though that then the media takes what That's you said so out of crazy, context right? and the headlines are all if it Nick di- Cannon doesn't pay child support. If it, if it didn't happen to me every single day, it probably would. I probably, if you would have asked me that question 15, 20 years ago, mm-hmm. I'd be like, they got it wrong. I'd be on Twitter trying to like refute it. But one, because I have so many platforms uh, that usually are a lot louder than a lot of these other media platforms. And it's every day. Like they're going to take something from this conversation here mm-hmm. and it will become, and you guys will put it up and it'll be innocent. You know what I mean? It'll be, or it'll be open to be the cop, the dialogue. Somebody will then take that, take that clip and then take something I said and turn it into like flip it on his head and make it seem like I said, like, it's almost like there's, there's these minions out there that want to <laughs> villainize me and they find whatever interview and they flip it. And it's actually at this point, it's comical because it's like, all right, I want to see how they're going to take this one and, and spin it. Because every single day it's and, and also I do say a lot of stupid shit. Like a lot of times like I'll, I'll say something and be like, ooh, that came out wrong. <laughs> but um, but most of the time it's so frequent that even as, as we talk about this now, there will be something like what when is this going up or in a couple weeks couple weeks yeah so i'll probably have done and said so much dumb shit by the time that happens that even this conversation will be like old hat by the time it comes out because it's like every single day is something else but i guess that your lifestyle which you have you know chosen and controlled is not I'm using the wrong typical term. that's typical is, yeah, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. is the word yeah, yeah. so I think that you know we are in not only a 24-hour news cycle yeah. but a 24-hour information cycle for yeah. everybody even if you don't watch the news you're watching Twitter you're watching every platform yeah in order to feed that people look for things and 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 things that aren't boring and things that are louder and things that so I love it don't get me wrong like I like I I'll be the I'll play whatever position they want me to because I know one at the core and I think maybe even to to answer your question a little bit more sincerely it when you know who you are as a person and I know my heart's always in a good place and I know anyone in my personal life knows what's up and can talk to me directly what they say on social media isn't it doesn't matter. It's not like social media is not a real place. So I, that stuff never never bothers me until it actually infiltrates into my real life. But here's what the, the question, and, and I think that everybody, maybe they're not articulating it, and I certainly am not. <sighs> the question is this. Without the government involved, <laughs> right, right, you right. know, I think as somebody who has been married to the same woman for 43 years, and I think this goes for anybody that has chosen to get married yeah yeah you've done it too so they go there with the best intentions right and you go there you know some people go to church and whatever you know to get married and you do it under god's you know yeah yeah it's a great tradition it's a great ritual but i think that it is sincere in that moment it is sincere and they want to do it and and even in those um vows it's till death do us part yeah. and then that's you that's know dark what that's, that's dark <laughs> it's, a, it's a dark start yeah. you actually did a bunch of times didn't you didn't you renew your yeah me and mariah because it was so you fun renewed, like every, every year. year yeah seven weddings you had my dream i'll let you keep going in a second but you had my dream wedding because you went to disney yeah well, we shut down disneyland yeah. and it was my kid i was saying it was my kid's second birthday so we got like the the Cinderella, uh, like pumpkin ball and the I castles. I am so jealous. I know, she tried <laughs> to have her hated us. Be like, you, we screwed up like so many people's Disneyland <laughs> trips. Annual passes. Yeah, yeah, because we shut it down. <laughs> but my point is that even in those moments, you have the best intention. I think you and Mariah are a great, uh, a great example of how it kind of should be i don't really know what i'm talking about because i'm not in the in the minutiae of it but on the outside you know ultimately things change dynamics change 
humans change, life changes. So much, yeah. And, you, and people go down different paths. But what I do notice, <laughs> and I don't know that I have the stats, you know, one out of four, it's probably more than that, uh, marriages kind of dissolve into divorce yeah. and separation. And probably more than that of whatever relationships. And then, even with the best intentions, two people get married and they have children. And then what I notice mm. is that regardless of who you were and how you felt about each other, they'll use like children as a, the weaponize it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and you know, there's, there's custody battles and there's yeah. ugliness and there's lies and there's jealousy and there's that. And I think that that is just part of humanity. Yeah. So my question to you is, you have um, how many six baby mamas? Five? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six mothers. <laughs> yes, you motherfucker. Ah, yeah. oh, I knew you was going there. Okay, I'm loving right. you all day. <laughs> <laughs> but but what I'm saying is that these are just human beings, just like you. Hundred percent. And at some point, do you not have a fear that? Maybe somebody gets angry. Life doesn't go right. Life, um, life is always going to throw us challenges. People are always going to get angry, and I just maybe, maybe it's my disposition, but I'm I'm not afraid of you know any discourse or even I, I understand this is going to be a challenging journey. But we're all on the same team. And maybe is that is this a discussion you have with some of these women? Like, have you had it? Is I there mean, dude, no there's, jealousy? There's, I think maybe maybe it's from lots of therapy and just even you know people are so fascinated with the world, so it's almost like it's the outside looking in, right? So even with everyone you know in my life, it's like okay, we this this is new territory. This is this is uncharted terrain that. Okay, well, we're going to figure it out because at the end of the day, it's all to do what's best for the children. And we all know, like, yo, this is, this is a real job. This isn't something, you know, that you even uh, no one signed up to. to right. But I'm saying, yeah. like, even when a child is 16 years old, when the child is yeah, 16 like, years old. I don't old, know what's going to happen then because I've never been in that space. But, but humanity tells me that one kid is going to look at another kid and go, you know, he bought him a Ferrari. Why don't well, I? Hopefully have I could buy everybody a Ferrari. But what if you can't? That was we, we going. What if we going to speak <laughs> positively? <and> we <laughs> going to just. uh. And it's not about finances. And, you know, obviously I'm not buying 16-year-olds Ferraris. No, that, that'll no, probably be the I clip was, that they'll take and say, Nick Cannon's going to only buy No, but <laughs> I'm, I'm using, I'm, it's hyperbole. Yeah, yeah, it's, but it's, I'm, just saying, I'm just saying that. Hopefully I can continue to provide a lifestyle and it's, you know, set up and, you know, for everyone to live at, at the, the high quality of life that no one's comparing. Because, you know, you do have those conversations to where, like, it's not about what someone else is, ha what else someone else has. It's like, are you happy? Uh, and let's figure out how to make you happy. You sound like the guy that I would go to when somebody isn't happy. But I'm saying <laughs> you can control your own. Are, are yeah. you, I, and I'm asking about the baby mamas. Yeah, like no, I don't. I think they're great. Like I, that's what if, if if I didn't have such amazing women in my life, it wouldn't work. I'm gonna be honest. Like if I had people who were vindictive and jealous and angry, and none of them are like that. And I mean you. We we've been friends for quite some time. So yeah, like, I'm a, I, a contrary to popular belief. I'm very meticulous with the type of people that I I deal with, and I I feel like I have a good spirit of discernment to like, ooh, it, the the exterior may look amazing, but the 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 inside is has has some work. But I when I can tap in and actually find a real bond with someone spiritually, like. How we we're on the same page even in the midst of challenges that's amazing not not so much you them yeah i just i love them don't get like what, I'm, a what I'm saying is a woman who is carrying your child yeah. is okay with another woman carrying another well, there must child. be mutual understanding yeah. ahead of time of what the relationship yeah. is right yeah i think it's a, a lot of it is that i mean going into it and i, I hate using that term uh you know, it, kind of, it is it is what it is, or you know what you signed up for. But it's my life is so out in the public. It's not a secret. It's a, how I move, how I operate. Uh, so when one does meet me, they're kind of know like, oh, I, I kind of know what we're getting into. But then, based off of every 
relationship that I have currently, all the mothers of my children, we were all legit. I know it sounds crazy, but we were all like legitimate friends first. And I know was, one of them a little bit. She was a, a deal or no deal model. Yeah, yeah. Lanisha. Yeah, and I know very her. beautiful yeah. young lady. No, I don't really know her. I mean, for, I know her for twenty years. You know what I mean? And it's even I feel like there's certain times where, you know, certain women, you know, get into certain stages in their lives, and they're like, "All right, well, we've 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 all dreamed of the the picket fences, and you know, when we're me, I've been engaged like more times than I have baby mamas. You know, like it's just based off of like that hopeless romantic in us when we're in our late teens and early 20s happens and then you know things start to settle and when you're in your 30s and 40s like yo life is different and it doesn't have to be the picturesque you know way that it's been painted for traditions like you got to do what makes you happy and when you have friends and individuals like yo, what, what would make you happy right now in life and even as someone who has the ability to 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 bring joy and, and happiness to people's lives I mean you know what that's like you know how that feels to where it's like being a provider and being a protector Kenny are we ready to uh, Kenny is uh, our uh, producer does the advertise all the ads are we ready you gotta cue me when you're ready you gotta cue me is that the cue that you're ready like what what are you doing Any, anyway Kenny don't touch the button all right, uh, this is an ad for uh, one of our sponsors, Rocket Money. Rocket Money is like a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. You know how you like you sign up for something, they say 30 days free, and then you forget to, you don't, you don't cancel it, and then you're just paying. You're just paying. Rocket Money finds it, cancels it. Or if you're overspending on something, it monitors that, and let you know it's like a personal uh, accountant all in an app how amazing is that it's like having an employee that will save you money you don't pay for it it pays for you to have rocket money that's what I love about it so stop throwing out your money and uh, cancel unwanted subscriptions you don't have to do that and manage your expenses the easy way just by going to rocketmoney.com slash Howie. And then you're, I'm telling you, you'll be in shape. You'll be in great shape. That is uh, rocketmoney.com slash Howie. Rocketmoney.com slash Howie. It'll take care of you. Kenny, that's the end of the ad. Uh, okay, now it's time for my meet and greet. And when I say meet and greet, I'm, it's M-E-A-T. Because I'm greeting you with the meat that I love. And that's the ButcherBox experience. ButcherBox is meat that's delivered to you. It's fresh. It's uh, delicious. It's better than I can do myself. Yeah, I can go to a butcher and I can go give me some of that meat. I don't even know what I'm looking at. I don't know how it's going to taste. I don't know how long it's sitting there. ButcherBox does all that for you. Um, and uh, if you uh, get involved with this experience, and I know you will, if for nothing else, listen to this. If you go now, this is the call to action, you will get free chicken thighs for a year and $20 off your first box when you sign up today. Free chicken thighs for a year? How many times have you walked up to somebody and say, if you could have anything, if you can have anything, if, you, if one wish was granted to you, how many people have said free chicken thighs for a year? Granted. Thank you, ButcherBox. So how do you get that? You just, uh, you just go to, uh, let me explain this to you. That is three pounds of bone-in chicken thighs free in every box for a year, plus $20 off your first order when you sign up at butcherbox.com slash Howie and use the code Howie. I love my chicken thighs. Claim this deal at butcherbox.com slash Howie and use the code Howie. Uh, and you can hey, do listen, I love the, yeah. the when people say, what are you most proud of? I'm most proud of exactly my, my children and my offspring. And, and, and I just... I guess, and we'll move. Let's move on to another because everybody talks about this. But, oh, but it's fascinating. Oh, it, 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 this it is really, all I talk about. <laughs> but it is fascinating. But it is an it's an incredible responsibility. Hundred percent. 
And every single, you know, I have three and grandchildren and I feel like responsible beyond. Do you feel like you with your three? Because I know you, you've traveled forever and like just being an entertainer. And did you feel like at any point that you missed out on yeah. a childhood? One of totally. Them. One yeah. of them. Yeah, really? she knows that. Yeah, one the, of them. the youngest really? one. Yeah. When when I when she was born, when Jackie was born. Um, she came on the road with me right. and my wife came on the road with me and, uh, she got pregnant again. And then having two babies was a little bit much for Terry, my wife. Right. Right. And they stayed more uh, home, but they travel, uh, they travel a little bit. And I always travel. Like people always mm -hmm. ask me and then jokingly, but it's actually real. People say, what do, what do you think makes your marriage work? And it, was COVID was really hard for us was yeah. the fact that I was away. I yeah, mean, I'm, yeah. I'm enjoyable when I'm not around. Um, <laughs> but, and then with the third, that was just, uh, <laughs> I'm talking to a guy who has got 12, yeah. but when we yeah. had the third kid, that was a handful. But you who know? knows you don't travel with 12 kids, right? No, like, so well, that, by the time there were three and we were old enough, we had to go to school. We yeah. had our home base and you still had to work. Right. So I think, so then, and so because uh, that's so I'm guilty. Yeah. So I feel there's that constant guilt of no matter I believe even you know in my own upbringing, no matter how much our parents were there, you want them there more. Like it's 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 and even as parents, you're like I want to be in my kids like more. So as much as it is a constant like focus of mine, it's never going to be enough. And I've come to grips with that even in sitting in therapy. It's like look, as long as I'm doing my best. Uh, and taking each step in this journey and, and we're all moving forward and we're all openly talking about it and it's all rooted in love. There's gonna, I'm going to miss, you know, some 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 recitals here and there. I'm not going to make every, you know, basketball game, but I'm going to make most of them. I'm going to be there and and really uh, tap in and really hopefully it's not about it'll be uh the, the, the quality of the time spent in the experiences because what I've learned also, it's like, even especially when you're like these core memories, it really is what we remember when you're, you're your first day of school or your, your dad showing you how to fly a kite for the first time. Like those are the things that are still stuck in my mind and, and resonate with me. It's not how many times my dad took me to school. Your parents it, were divorced, right? My parents were teenagers when they had me, so they never even, they didn't get married or, or any of that stuff. Did your uh, father have uh, children? Yeah, with yeah, another? I'm my dad's oldest and my mom's only. So uh, my dad had, uh, I'm, I'm the oldest of five with my dad. Did you feel any resentment toward the other kids? That Not at all. And it's, uh, it's funny because I said, I grew up in an unorthodox situation. Me, to this day, me and my parents have a great relationship. Well, I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know your mom. She was always on the set. She loves you. Yeah. And then I my, love my, her. my dad would be out trying to, you know, get on the stage. Uh, yeah. he's, he's, he's definitely a character, but he's an amazing dude, man. I wouldn't, obviously wouldn't be here with, if, if it wasn't for but him. Did but you feel, me, did you never. ever feel that you missed something with your dad because he had kids nah. with somebody else? No. Not at all. Like at it all. was, I, I, we embraced it. It was family. And I mean, even his parents, obviously, because they were, uh, teenagers when they had me so his parents were like my parents as well so it was like one big happy family and I so so like I said I'm used to unorthodox situations but even with this one it's more about just lot I feel like it's it's rooted in the right stuff we're doing the best we can and it's like all right well we're gonna see how this how this journey affects because then that would be my next question even to you is like based off of relationships it's like is there resentment? Like, I wish you were there more. I wish you did this. Because those are the things. I think there is. Yeah. I think that, you know, deep inside, everybody has a, um, nobody is without issue. Absolutely. And I, I, for, you know, just by virtue of who I am and I, my mental health, and I, I've talked openly about, you know, my anxiety and depression and that I'm always guilty of, you know, I always thought that I would grow up, have kids, and teach them about the world. And what I've learned is I grew up, had kids, and I'm being taught about the yeah, world. They, they teach you about They the teach world. you because you realize how your actions um, affect another human being yes. and how you are very much um, responsible for how this person, you know, kind of uh, 
deals with their life. Yeah. And it's interesting because to your point, like now this is my first time ever having 12 year olds and I got, you know, a set of them to where they're now we're having real conversations and, and you know, their, their life is far from normal because, you know, the mom's one of the biggest, you know, entertainers to ever live and right. just, uh, and, their dad is me. And then so it's like, so they, but we, they're so intelligent. They're so in tune. They're so in line with their own values, but we have challenging conversations sometimes. And it's like, I, I kind of, how do they feel about, it? but that's the thing. Like even ten I siblings, they, at this point, they enjoy it, you know, and they have fun and they're the oldest. And, but who knows where that will go. Uh, and you know, once 16 hits or once eight. So I'm just trying to pay close attention to it and be as honest. And the thing that they do know is like, Hey, dad fucks up. Dad makes mistakes. So I am so open to any of your mistakes. Like whatever you, you're going to live life better than I did it. So they look at it like you're open to their mistakes. I'm telling you right now, she's sitting right here. I mean, we have the best relationship. Uh, The highlight of my life is sitting here with my daughter doing this podcast, regardless of everything else I do as far as uh, professionally having this bond. But I will tell you, not to scare you, not to the, we spent four years, four years, I thought I was gonna die. Mm. Uh, I really, and I'm not exaggerating. I thought I was gonna die. It was horrible. Wow. And our relationship was horrible. Wow. And I think that that's just part of the path Right, you know that, and and it's very easy for me to talk about on this side of it. I yeah. probably wouldn't have talked about it in the midst of it and wow. going into it. And I'm just saying, there's a good chance with twelve, you're gonna yeah, experience somebody's some, gonna be very mad at me, right? Yeah. And, but the, the uh, what I'm saying is, if one of these, and I think this is, uh, uh, you know, a gift from God sitting beside me right now, and this is True. an angel. But in the midst of that, they can increase they can disrupt your life. Yeah. And, and I'm just saying that you've rolled a lot of dice and I hope that, I hope that you have the energy, the wherewithal and the foresight to kind of, well, everybody's paying attention. So, uh, I definitely feel like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be, which is even more. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. More pressure. I actually wanted to ask you, I saw your daughter on TikTok. Yeah. yeah. How do you feel about your kids now on the, the older ones on social media? They're dancing. I saw them with their friends with North. Yeah. 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 It's a little, I mean, it's a, it's a world that we weren't a part of, you know, social media in itself to be a kid and have to grow up with, you know, people commenting on your pictures and your looks and all. So I monitor it from that level, but it, it, and just safety in general. But like I said, to see, it makes me so proud as a father, even like there, I remember there was a, a video that went viral of her brother that someone, he was like, you know, gaming and people just started asking like rude questions about you know his, his you know just just whatever just trying to be funny trying to and he literally stopped the game and he was like I don't speak about uh my mother's life and it's very disrespectful for you and I'm gonna have to you know step away from this for a moment and end all of this fun because of one ignorant person like he just went on this whole I don't like that's my son like <laughs> like I was just it was just the way they handle it is just so like special and I'm hoping you know all of them will will have that same you know energy but you know like I said it's things are going to happen so as of right now you know they've been amazing on social media they love it they love making videos we're all having fun Um, and again when you come from a place where you don't really have anything to hide Mm -hmm. I think it's a little easier because you just even if it's low frequency people throw it at you and if it don't stick it's not really hitting nothing. I just well, think it's so scary, especially having kids of my own. Like, I know you yeah. said, like, you just, you don't care. You see this stuff every day. It doesn't affect you. Yeah. But as, like, a young kid, I'm scared for my kids yeah. with social media because people are mean. Yes. Like, th- they're mean on social media. And for me, I just want to, like, even though I can't, yeah. shelter my kids. Do you never feel that see, way? See, nah. I think, again, I think there's a, there's a, 
there's a youthful optimism that I operate in mm-hmm. with my children. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of wide eyed together and we get it. I mean, it's uh, people, in, especially if you go down my Twitter feed, boy, it's, it's, it's wild. But you're but, a developed adult. You know, you right. know that, you know, as somebody who's an, a- I'm an advocate for, uh, and I think you are too, an advocate for mental health. 100%. Mental health yeah. is, uh, is should be part of our curriculum. That's what I, uh, you yeah. know, and it isn't. Yeah. And that being said, I find um, social media media such a you know a high wire without a net in yeah. in as far as you know i i'm friends with a lot of people and know and have family members that have like eating disorders you know right. all somebody has to do is saying oh you look a little heavy today that could trigger something yeah, yeah. and you know social media is uh has a plethora of that coming at you every given minute yes so even though you can teach them like don't worry about it and these are just naysayers you have to be that's what you're talking about Mm -hmm. you have to be concerned about how this is you can't how it's taken and what and what is the effect yeah i think we just because we have these conversations daily with with my kids and and I am a true believer in, you know, building up one's self-esteem and understanding who you are. It's a very esoteric approach of, you know, know the power that is within you. And so regardless what other people say or even attempt to do to you, will never affect you. And when you start, you know, I've, I tell my kids they're superheroes from the time they're one or two years old. And then that that message evolves into, you know, the the power of that you control your own reality, you control your own destiny, you control your own mood. And and even, you know, as someone who goes to therapy a few times a week, it's it's still even having to tell myself that, but it's it's those statements of like, you know. But those are statements. You yeah, know, the yeah. truth is that, you know, we all in life, in politics, in religion, yeah. look outside to be made happy, to be made to feel worthy. No, no, but I'm Maybe saying, he doesn't. No, no, Maybe he doesn't. No, because you go to therapy. I'm just saying yeah. that is the norm. Right. The 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 way the true answer is it's within you. 100%. You can't look to you know you go you know why I'm unhappy? You know what he said? He, you know what it, they did? You know what they didn't give me? You so know imagine they, someone understanding that at 4. I think that's a that's a, a really that's what I'm in therapy for yeah. and we're all in therapy for. It's really easy to say, you know, don't worry about what anybody else says. Well, that's what I said. No one told me that at four. You know what I mean? People told me in four or five, oh, you could be whatever you want to be. But you did. But nobody, yeah, but and, and I believed it. But no one told me happiness is within you. How how are you feeling today? Why is, give me your happiest moment of the day. Like even when I pick my kids up from school, I'm like, yo, all right, what was the high of today? Let's let's talk about it. And then how did you share that with others? Who did you help today? Like, I mean, because these is my parents and grandparents were great with my upbringing, but no one dealt with the inner me. Uh, And so- We just don't. Yeah, so hopefully- I have the. You get the, answers when you pick up your kids and you ask them. I don't yeah. get any answers when well, see, I say, I also, "What's your highlight of your day?" Nothing. Well, well, see, <laughs> but it, it, it didn't, I started doing that at two and three. So, and then I again, I can't take credit for it. I mean, they have some you amazing come mothers. Pick up my kids. But my, I also have, a, I also have a six-year-old who's going into the third grade and like yeah. is like reading at like ninth grade level. He's he's different, yeah. but um, but he can also be bullied for something like that. He will be, but and that's what see. As a kid who was bullied and, you know, I, I, we talk about that. Like we talk, even before we get out of the car, dropping them off, it's like, yo, you're, people are, are going to say different things, whether it's because of your height, your size, what you have, what your dad drives. Don't let that bother you. And, and we, same thing, like things do happen. And I, I remember I was at a, um, one of those like school dance, it was a theme dance. And uh, one of his friends, just out of excitement, you know, walked up to my son and like just need him in the in the nuts. <laughs> and I don't and, like shaking hands yeah. either. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was a real moment for me because his mom reacted like a mom would react yeah. and rushed over immediately. I wanted to see how he would handle it. He started. He he at first, it did, he didn't know what was going on. It was his friend. It was was playing he wasn't but and he started to cry and in my mind like so many emotions are going on 
because I want to say, knee that motherfucker back. Like, like <laughs> swing, dude. But he had the compassion that he didn't want to hurt his friend. He didn't understand why his friend hurt him. And we had literally like a 30-minute conversation about your emotions. Like, it's okay to cry. Uh, it's okay. Like, I don't necessarily know if that was bullying because the kid was a little bigger than him, but it was, they were playing. They were, and in that was it an accident? It, no, he meant to knee my son in the nuts. It was it, a bad decision. But, but it was yeah, a bad choice. It was, you know, boys will be boys, that type of thing. But I don't think clearly the, the young man didn't mean to hurt my son, but they were playing and rough housing and it went a little too far. So we discussed that uh, in the moment. And, but even everything, like as tough, as tough as I want my son to be, I also want him to be wise. Like, so the toughness can come. Like he's, and he's a tough kid. He's boxing, martial arts, all of that stuff. But I think the lesson I learned and even the lesson he learned is we're going to cry sometimes. Emotions happen, but that doesn't have to end friendships. That doesn't make me less of a boy or a guy. But it, 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 I needed to, to go through that because my natural instinct was knee him back. Don't cry. But I didn't say any of those things that I felt it. And then through that journey, I was like, oh, wow. OK, yeah, cry it out. You, you're all right. You guys still going to be friends. And even in that, it was next time. And we, we made sure like, hey, I didn't like how you, you did that. That, went, that was a little too far. Next time, if we're rough housing, could you be, you know, a little bit more conscious and aware? Like literally saying those type of words. And then knee him in the nuts. Then knee him in the nuts. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> but it was that was one of those lessons to where the the mask the, the toxic masculinity and we wanted It's not only masculinity, to, I think that's our society. That's our culture. You get hit, you're supposed to hit back. Yeah, that's what I wanted him to do. And my son handled it way better than I would have. And yeah. I was like, wow. That's awesome. I hope that all. I hope that all continues. But you, as a young kid, this is uh, amazing. I'm working with somebody now who knew you when Nickelodeon came out. I, I, when did you start? Like, were you 11 or 12? Or? Now it's funny because people think that I started young. I was pretty much an adult. But where I started doing stand up when I was 11. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So somebody saw you and was like. 18. No, but they saw you at 11. They were casting out. There's a friend. I'm <laughs> trying to remember. saying no. No, but listen to this and, and tell me if I'm right. Okay. You got, and they, Nickelodeon saw you at around 11 or 12 years old and then hired you to be the warm up guy on all that. Yeah. So, how was, old were you? I was 15. So it was 15 as the warm up man yeah. on all that. On yeah. a, for those that don't know, in our, and I looked like I was 11 or 12. So I was really <laughs> young. Still, a 15 year old, yeah. it, even when we do America's Got Talent or any taping of any show that has a live audience, there's usually uh, somebody in their 30s, at yeah, least. At least. You know, in their 30s, that's a stand up comic that you probably don't know that is telling the audience, trying to make them laugh, make them clap, keep the energy up yeah. while they're setting up cameras like four or, hours yeah for four hours it's a really tough job on an agt it's like 12 hours yeah. apparently somebody saw this 15 year old that looked like they were 11 yeah. that said this guy has energy he the audience loves him and he got hired to do a man's job yeah. or a woman's job an adult's job yeah for one of the, for their hit show that yeah, was your entree network and yeah and i started doing stuff for the 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 CW was the WB back then, but it was just like I would was like the go to warm up guy for like the younger shows that you would see on TV because I could connect with the audience and it was and a lot of times even because I became like the youngest staff writer in history at like by the time I was like seventeen uh, because they were like yo this kid has a voice he understands the audience that we're trying to you know make laugh because I'm sitting here making them laugh for you know. Uh, Four hours and like it, they off be, camera. Yeah, they literally be of like have to calm the audience down <laughs> and like okay, now we got to watch this stuff. Like what he was doing was way more entertaining than what we came to watch. So I got deals and stuff like that. You ended up being an executive for yeah, the yeah. network. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the, the coolest thing. Like I went from like you know being the warm up to like the the chairman of Nickelodeon. So it's like it. Uh, that's insane. Yeah. Isn't that insane? Yeah. Kenny, is this a new lens? Why would you change the lens in the middle of a show? You think this lens is better? 
All right. Um, all right. So, uh, have you ever browsed in incognito mode? I want to tell you something. It's not incognito. They know who you are. They know what you're looking at. And the key for me about being on the Internet, I'm very private. I'm telling you how private I am. Um, I don't want people to know what I'm clicking on. I don't want people to know what I'm watching. And that's why our uh, sponsor here is uh, one of my favorite. Um, and it's called um, ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN.com slash Howie is how you get it. And if you install that app, then you can just have freedom. Because they collect your information. They can bombard you with advertising. They can use uh, maybe the fact that you're, uh, that they're getting uh, information from you against you. This is, uh, this is total safety. This is like a wearing protection. This is like the condom for the internet. And I love it. So visit, if you want to do it, visit expressvpn.com slash Howie. And uh, one more time, go to expressvpn.com slash Howie to learn more. One more time. So if you really want to go incognito and protect your privacy, secure yourself with the number one rated VPN, visit expressvpn.com slash Howie. And get three extra months free. That's expressvpn.com slash Howie. Go to expressvpn.com slash Howie to learn more. I don't like this lens, Kenny. But the uh, uh, youngest television chairman in television history. So went from youngest staff writer to... How old were you? I think I was like 27, 28, 28. But he was the chairman of an entire network and all their programming. And you still do, uh, don't you still do productions for them? Yeah, but not as much. I mean, you, you have know, an deal, award show. deals and yeah, I, I created the Halo Awards. We did like 10 years of that. Like I was, I was uh, the, the head of Teen Nick uh, for 2000, I think it was probably like 2008 to 2018. Yeah, so he was doing Teen Nick. You know, you know, you know the, the Teen Nick moment I remember. Mm -hmm. So we would do, uh, we were doing, he was hosting AGT and we would be doing AGT in, uh, in New York, you know, and he, yeah. we, we would have to go by, by coastal. So we would fly back and forth. And Nick in any given day is working on three projects. I would imagine uh, we'll talk about maybe what you're going to do today, but yeah. this is just a small part of his day. So we are flying back from New York and Nick says, well, I got to I got to do a Teen Nick project. You had your cameraman. It said Teen Nick on the, yeah, on, yeah, yeah. On the camera. Yeah. You were on the jet sleeping. There's him, the Teen Nick guy. Um, do you think this is a good story to tell? I'm looking at Rich. <laughs> yeah, I should tell it. <laughs> I don't uh, even know where you're going. I'm getting Heidi. Like, uh -oh. Heidi. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know this story. <laughs> you could tell it. No, you could tell it. Okay. <laughs> Heidi <laughs> Heidi Klum was with her boyfriend. Uh -huh. And somebody said, uh, you know, look, at the, it, 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 this is like, uh, the, somebody said something about a Mile High Club. Uh -huh. Do you know what a Mile High Club is? Yeah, I do. <laughs> okay, I'm just, uh, it's a teachable moment. Yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. I was sitting here with my Checking daughter. Checking with your daughter. Yeah, Checking yeah. with my daughter. Mile High Club for those that don't know, but I think most people except Heidi Klum knew. No, uh, it's okay. Let him press pause and then go look up what it is and then they can come back to the show. If it's, they don't it's, know. It's points. Uh, yeah. It's <laughs> mileage. That, it is know, mileage. <laughs> it's having sex on a plane, which is uh, like a, a, a box to be checked by a lot of people. Anyway, we brought it up. It's a cool club to be in. So <laughs> Heidi goes, what is this uh, Mile High Club? And they said, have you ever had sex on the plane? She goes, no, I've never had sex on a plane. And her boyfriend <laughs> was sleeping at the time, remember? Uh, yeah. She says, get up, I want to join this club. I want to join this club. <laughs> so she woke him up and took him in the bathroom. And, and I just remember seeing- Are you allowed to tell this story? <laughs> Am I? We don't, we don't know what happened in the bathroom. <laughs> Hang on one second. Call her and ask. I'm going to ask her if this is okay to tell the story. Fa face what? FaceTime her. Um, I, I might, yes. Let, let me see. Have you, have you talked to Heidi in a long time? Uh, 
Occasionally, there's always like different events and stuff. She's always so she's quick. a ghost to every event. Yeah, <laughs> let me see if I can uh, call her. Let me see if she answers. You You've already uh, told the story at this point. So. I have. <laughs> yeah, you pretty much told it. Now you're just checking if you need to edit it out. <laughs> I'll find out if I need to edit it out. I'll find out. Do you want to plug this in? I will. I uh, let me see. This cord should be this cord should be on his side. <laughs> it's okay. Oh, screen record the screen. How do I do that? She might not do FaceTime. We're doing AGT today, so she might be in makeup yet. But she might answer the phone. Not FaceTime. Let me call her back. That's not FaceTime. Let me see if I can just call her. I want to make sure that I don't get in trouble here. I feel like this story has been told. Has it? Hey, I don't know. Tell me. She went. Did mind. I tell it? No, no. I think I think just on the air. Or maybe, maybe I thought I was like maybe she told it, or maybe she didn't. I don't know. She's an open book. Yeah. yeah. She's good. Ask her today when you go Hello? to AGT. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, that's yeah. Just ask. Yeah, her, just ask her. Okay. Keep telling it and then, and then ask we'll her. See, yeah. Your call has been. Okay, so she's not answering, but. uh it was just funny to me. You would go from like project to project. She goes, I want to join this club. <laughs> and he goes, really now? And he uh, woke up. What? I don't mind the story. It's the voice. Ah, I know. That accent is horrible. That's not my. <laughs> you sound like Dracula. <laughs> yeah. You, you turn high. I want to join the club. <laughs> I would like to z z join the Mile High Club. No. How do you, I can't do German accents. <laughs> How do you talk? Can you talk like Heidi? No, no. I Am I like going to get canceled for uh, talking like Heidi? Am I doing something no, wrong? You're no, you're talking like Heidi. She might be pissed at you. <laughs> yeah, I don't think the whole German community is going to be She's beautiful. She sounds beautiful. I love her. I don't mean anything bad. And she has a power over men. He went into the bathroom to join the club. And it was there was a lot, there was a lot of going on in the bathroom. But all I saw was <laughs> Nick Cannon sitting beside his guy with this teen Nick camera. <laughs> it was just a juxtaposition I'm that like, you don't... What is going you, on here? Right, what is going on here? So that's... that's. I don't even remember what the question was or why I'm telling this. Like, just because I'm always moving and shaking and getting it done, even in the midst of craziness. Always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always. Yeah. And even when it's not him, he's doing it for somebody else. We had this... Uh, we had this... Uh, great these three kids on that were singing i can't remember what the name of the group was but you signed the girl oh yeah yeah the the name of the group was uh pop life uh initially and they were she was the lead singer i remember Piers, uh like was being mean and was like we'll put you through but we're not gonna put your band through and he's just, and so and she was like no i'm staying with my guys and they got i think they all went all the way, uh, weren't they the, the third the place? Sons of the not the girl, the Tony, 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 yeah, were they, the yeah. guys. Uh, and then you know, they got to perform, I think, in the finale with Stevie Wonder and everything. Right. And, and she that, became who that, is she? She became Kaylani. She's uh, Kaylani. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. that's I don't Kay remember that. Yeah. That was on HET, yeah, as a group called Pop Life. Yeah, yeah. put a Pop Life, you can yeah. see Pop Life, so on AGT. Yeah, so, I mean, I got a lot of those type of stories, too, of just, like, people of when they started and, you know, just being there. And, but and there are out. so many things in life that are, this is it, pop life. You want to play a little, I don't know if we can play a little. So he saw this girl, and you gave her, sure, record deal, first record deal was with your company. Yeah, yeah. And you launched her. Yeah. Nick's, Nick is behind so many things that you don't even know, you know, and that's what, as busy as he is, He's even busier, <laughs> you know? That is true. But I love it, man. I mean, like, my, my vocation is my vacation. I, I wake up each and every day and just and feel privileged to be able to to get another shot at making people this smile. This is pop life. This is what he saw. But look at Kehlani when she was just... Watch this. I want to be a billionaire. Oh, I do so freaking bad. Buy all of the things I never had. I can make some money here. That's what they're saying. <laughs> All right. Just, isn't that amazing that he yeah. saw her? I mean, she's really talented and it's adorable, yeah. but 
Yeah. That's not the Kalani we that, know. That is not the Kalani we know. But uh, yeah. but you see it. You have. What I, are you going to be doing today? Just give me a, a day in the life of. I Nick. mean, other than being the Easter Bunny, uh, <laughs> I, I got to do that a couple of times. But work wise, uh, we're I've got a new show that's in production that actually is talking about everything we're talking about now, uh, called uh, Council Culture about therapy. So I got a lot of. I, got a I love that. So yeah, the, yeah, you're going to be on. I want to be yeah. on it, and yeah. and so that's so about. I'm doing I'm doing all of the prep work uh, as for that. What and, it, and, t- t- just tell the audience what that is because uh, I think it's really cool. In a, it's a, a, yeah, it's something that I feel like is needed. I mean, as men, we don't get a chance to be vulnerable and open. I mean, we've had a great conversation here, and you know, like it's not about having the answers and having a podcast. I mean, like, oh, this is my opinion. It's more like no, it's healing. It's helping. So I've created an environment, a safe and brave space for men to be able to talk with professionals about all the things that we do wrong and, and and where you know the things that we need to heal from so and it's from every subject matter so and then in a layman's term it's like if you saw what the view is or has been for women or, or uh is this is what it could be for men so it's a space for men to kind of grow and heal and have open dialogue well, i love that you and, also have a, a show coming out with kevin hart a prank yeah, yeah show. a prank show i honestly i come in here i was like is this a prank like we just because i i my head's been on swivel for months because <laughs> kevin and i have had the the biggest prank war but I'm sitting in front of the true prank king, uh, Mr. Howie Mandel. You know, I got fooled on April uh, Fool's. Fool. Really? Uh, I don't know How? if it was your you? prank, but about you, because oh, I knew you were coming. I did it, uh, with the show. We did our, the... The Durex? No. Do you know oh, that? Oh, that, well, that... Well, I we, thought that was real. That as well as... Because, I, I mean, I've been pranking people until I got a condom deal for forever. But, you know... Uh, a month ago, we didn't want. We were gonna do it on April Fools, but I launched the show on E called, you know, uh, was, I think we said, "Who's having my baby?" And like the whole media went crazy. <laughs> I think I saw that. <laughs> Everyone, like people were protesting. Like this is how dare you? Human life is way more significant than a game show and all of this stuff. And we were like, uh, "Gotcha, we got a new prank show, and y'all fell for it." And thanks, thanks for the publicity. Uh, but like literally, CNN, literally, like we got everybody. So that was the first prank on Prank Wars, but. The thing that's cool about this prank show, and we're you know working on that today as well. I got to do a lot of press for that. Um, is it's real friends? It's Kevin and I. It's yeah. Little John and Ludacris, and it's a battle. It's like, can my prank be better than yours? And you never know when it's coming. So it's literally this. And war. it's real. He started pranking you when you were doing your talk show. I yeah, saw. yeah. Well, I pr- I started first. This started with birthdays, and I'm taking a page out of Howie Mandel's book. So like. <laughs> I have, you know, I have really successful friends and everybody's scared of them and stuff, but I'm not. So I do weird stuff. So what was the first one you so did the, to I sent, Well, first thing I sent 10,000 balloons to his house one year. <laughs> and he was like, how the hell am I going to get these? It like filled his whole house. It was the worst thing. He went online and cursed me out. The next year I sent the llama to his house. <laughs> and I was like, it's for And that's, I was like, save, uh, save the drama for your llama. And, and from then it was on after the llama. And he put my, he put my cell phone number on billboards. On a billboard. Over, yeah. I saw that. The country. It, it's going on and on and on. I and put, now it's a legitimate show. I put my show. face on his uh, private jet. So, and it said, Kevin rides the cannon. Uh, <laughs> So we've been doing these like elaborate over the top pranks for years. And then now we turned it into a show and brought other celebrities. When can we see it? Uh, It's on now. I mean, April 6th is. is, It'll be on now. On what channel? Uh, uh, You know, uh, E, Peacock, NBC, all that stuff. But it 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 airs first on E. Okay. That's the beauty of doing TV now. That used to be so much easier to say, I got a show next Wednesday on NBC. But you go, it's next Wednesday on NBC, then Thursday on Peacock. Yeah. Then it's going to be on Hulu. Yeah. And then it's it's going to be performed live in Burbank yeah. at Ralph's Market. So, yeah. So we, got all, so, we got that that we're doing today, a bunch of press for that. And then I also I have a, a fitting for another show. And then I have to head to the airport because I'm still on tour. So, I'm flying to Philly tonight for to do future, wild out no future superstar it's another show that i created that's pretty much giving just what we saw with kaylani i'm taking 10 acts all across the country that are on the verge uh and we're documenting the whole thing so imagine if you got to see kaylani at the beginning or drake or rihanna but this is a this live is event? first tour yeah it's so it's live nation uh vh1 bet and vibe magazine and myself and we kind of been going 24 cities uh so we have philly 
and New York this What week. kind of venues? Uh, theaters, you know, like probably like 2,500 theaters. Like in, in, uh, are they all music acts? All music acts. And it's, it's really, I mean, because these are acts that are, you know, they got emerging songs that are blowing up on TikTok. They, these people that are, you know, they're, they're known people, but it's like they're at the, the beginning of their career. And did you sign them all? Are they I, on your label? I mean, I didn't, yeah. sign, I didn't, okay. I didn't sign them all. <laughs> you know, but, uh, but nah, it's just, it's another cool concept. And so we leave, I leave that flight is uh, tonight. So I got to get all of that <laughs> stuff done. I'm tired just listening to your schedule. What about wilding out? Picking up some kids from school. So wilding out, we start that back uh, after we shoot the show that I need you on okay. uh, in Atlanta in uh, May. And then uh, doesn't that tour live too? That tours every summer. So we do, you know, about 25 to 30 cities every summer. And that's, you own that. I mean, it's funny. Yes. In a, in a short answer, but I'm part, I have partnered, you know, uh, through, through great counsel with, uh, with Paramount to, we, we he owns we everything. Own the, the, so this truck that pulled up, I'll show you, you saw the picture. We put it up, the truck pulls up and one of the guys that works here goes, uh, What's what are those wheels? And uh, Nick goes, I, I don't know. I own I own that rim company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I do you do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like what business aren't you in? I mean, I got to be in uh, uh, the the condom business. Uh, no, the, uh, I love that. Not only does he make these business the condom, <laughs> but you're making uh, you're making yourself uh, customers for whatever it is that you're. <laughs> that's exactly. That's it. I will always have an audience. You know what? You are incredible, and you are amazing, and you are like a superhero. I worry about you though. Yeah, I mean, from I have time to time, issues. You have yeah. big health issues. It's yeah. not. It's not a laughing matter. You know, he's ended up in ICU and. And the hospital, and just recently, I saw you in the hospital with uh, pneumonia. Yeah, you gotta take care of yourself. I do, but see, this is the beauty of it. Since 2012, when I was diagnosed with lupus, my health has been at the forefront of everything that I do. Because you know, I used to go to the gym to look good. Now I go to the gym to stay alive. And my body instantly lets me know when I'm not doing something right. Uh, I'm pretty sure everybody's does, but mine does it in a very heightened way due to my immune system. So. I'm always focused on, yeah, I have to have a regimen. And, you know, like we all slip up and, you know, eat junk and bullshit every once in a while. But I got like this, literally, I can only put fuel into my body. Otherwise, you know, things are shut down. So um, it just keeps, I'm probably healthier now. I'm probably more health conscious now than I've ever been in my life because I know if I don't get it right, it's a setback it's a flare-up it's you know all of this stuff that's flowing so smoothly now i have to take breaks and stuff so i try to just stay on top of it what about sleep how much sleep do you get uh so uh i've now become a part of the the circadian or circadian vibration or or the circadian rhythm you're looking at me because i said that before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so uh and it's it's actually really helpful that's is how we're designed uh it really i mean it's the eternal clock that we all have uh so and it's, it works really well for me for when my kids because if i go down when the sun goes down because that's what it really says is like and even they build diets off of this and everything um then probably around eight o'clock on a, on a good night I'm back up at 2 a.m. And Wait, so that's a solid six hours from a person who never slept more than two or three hours straight. So I've now tripped through that's meditation. That's not circadian rhythm, though. Sir, because it, I mean, the I sun doesn't come up, though, at 2 a.m. Yes, it does. No, it does. Somewhere. <laughs> and on my planet, it does. No, but I, it's more about going down when the sun goes down. Okay. So and then I'm but I'm also up when the sun is coming up because yeah. the magic hours for me are two to six. I'm on air. Obviously, I have a radio show, too. So I'm on air at 6 a.m. So I imagine it's the most beautiful when I tell you I have never been healthier, stronger or more focused than I am right now because of this process, because I get when I'm up at two and I really, what do you do from two to six? I'm meditating. I'm praying. I'm work. I get my workout in. I'm driving. When I leave my house, there's no it's like I got the planet to myself. And it's like. I get there's so much clarity of as a person, as you know, who's always bombarded with other people's frequencies and energy. That time from two to six allows me to be creative. I can do stuff in the studio. I can prepare for the show later on. I I would I mean, again, I know I'm a little crazy, so I, I wouldn't encourage anybody else to do it. But the fact that I get 
from eight to two, a solid six hours of sleep uninterrupted. And then from the rest of the day, I can function and I'm up doing things before anyone else. I was like, I wish I would have discovered this 20 30 years ago it's, that actually makes sense because you don't get any interruptions no one else is awake no one else is awake in the i got morning. the world to myself from two to six wow you know talking to you is always interesting uh and uh always uplifting and uh, inspirational it also uh makes uh me feel inept and uh it shouldn't not <laughs> productive i mean yeah howie mandale i know but i i feel like i should do more but but that's what it's good. It's good to surround yourself with people or talk to people that inspire you to do more than you were going to do before you talk to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm so glad that you dropped by. I'm so glad that you took this minute. Like, so I mean, what did you learn? What are you going to do now? Yeah. Now that you talked to him, what well, are you the, doing? Really what I got out of today is I'm going to bed at eight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what time I'm going to wake up, but I'm, if I take one thing away, it's yeah. good night at eight. Yeah, yeah, okay. Don't, don't call me at 8.30. Yeah. I won't. No more calling you. No more calling. And Wait to watch the Netflix and all of that stuff later because that's all we do. When you think about it, from eight to late at night, we're just scrolling on our phones and watching TV and eating. If you just go to sleep and then when you wake up, you can still do all of that stuff, but don't do it during those hours. Wow. So you did your radio show this morning. You worked out yeah, already. All that. Took You've some Easter podcast, pictures. Took a Easter pictures. <laughs> I've been I've been up literally since yeah, two. since two. This is amazing. So th this is midday for him. Yeah. No, this is evening. evening. Yeah. 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 <laughs> wow. And just end. so you know, the, we're you know recording this in the morning. I thought this was an early podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's beautiful. And even with traveling. So my six hours now will be on the plane. So I can't sleep well on a plane. And when you've been going since 2 a.m., you can. You know, so it's like as soon as I hit that plane, the plane takes off. And when you've been on a plane with me, I'm yeah. out. And then I wake up. And That's then, why I wanted to tell you the Heidi story. You yeah. were sleeping, and yeah. I just saw that Nick, <laughs> that Teen Nick camera. <laughs> yeah. The Teen Nick Cannon. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah. uh, and I didn't get an answer, but are there more kids on the way? I, as I'll give you a solid answer. As of right now, no. Like I'm good with my dozen. I but everyone, all, <laughs> everyone. Cause there's no way to answer that question correctly because everyone has a problem with however I answer it. So I'll just say, as of right now, I have 12 and I'm very happy. And you know, but if who know, I don't know what's in store in the future. But does it bother you? But that you're not gonna abstain from sex. sex? No, I you, tried you, that. I know you try work. that. So when <laughs> you have sex. Are you at this point um, uh, practicing birth control? Uh, yeah, but I'm gonna be honest. Some of the hey, I got some super sperm or something because I <laughs> it's I practice birth control and people still got uh, pregnant. So, but the wow, yeah, I think. But to say that, I mean, I'm not. I, I don't think I'll. I'm. I'm trying to be as responsible as I possibly can and learning lessons. It's hard stuff, to be so. responsible when you have super sperm. Yeah. <laughs> it is. And take care of your sperm. Take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Nick Cannon, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You're great. You are Yeah. Yeah. That dude is